Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 170 of The Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, I'm talking about all things hypermobility, including what it means to be hypermobile, different types of hypermobility on the spectrum, and why adding strength training is the key to better joint stability and less pain, especially if you're living in a bendy body. Now, bendy body people, when did you first notice that you could do things that other folks couldn't? And honestly, sometimes it's sort of like a a slow, slow realization. For me, it was yoga and being pretty good at yoga. Now, I definitely never had the ability or proportions to do, you know, crazy arm balances and pretzely type things, but hands to the floor, you know, folding forward, getting my hands to the floor was never, never an issue. Being able to squat with my butt all the way down to my heels, also not an issue. Maybe for you, it's more of like a a finger joint thing. And you've noticed that, you know, your finger joints do interesting things. And maybe you haven't even noticed any of these things, but you find you gravitate more towards stretchy types of things for relief, whether that's pain relief or whatever. And yet, they're not really providing any relief. And maybe you have hyperextended knees or elbows or fingers. Maybe for you, it's repeated ankle sprains. Maybe it's SI joint pain or just joint pain in general. And here's where you might be wondering, like, wait a minute. Could this, could this be me? Because here's also the flip side of hypermobility. You either fall into that super, super bendy camp with pain or everything is incredibly tight and you feel stiffer than a board. Even though you still might have some, you know, trick joints or knees that hyperextend, you would say, oh, no, 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 I'm super inflexible. So whether or not someone has pointed out your extra bendiness to you, or you're just finding that you're struggling with pain and tension and stretching isn't really helping, well, let's talk about it. Because being hypermobile, it's not fun. It's not fun. And while you can't really change your joint laxity, you can improve how to support your body overall, which can in turn help you feel better overall. And I'll be totally transparent with you. I always knew that I had some hypermobility, especially in my knees. I didn't realize that not everybody could sprain their own SI joints. I thought that was just like a common experience. And it wasn't until I started posting on TikTok that I started connecting with more people who also are hypermobile, whether or not they are directly aware of it. I would see this in my mobility assessments that hypermobility, again, whether the individual was aware of it or not, joint hypermobility was definitely at the forefront. And as I started to look into more, you know, issues, I did a post about bunions. I'll do an episode about bunions as well. Joint laxity and hypermobility is a piece of that too. 
So hypermobility means that joints move beyond the normal range of motion. And when I say normal, it's like quote, unquote, air quote, normal, which is defined by, you know, different groups of people. I can tell you for hamstring and hip flexibility, that benchmark of what normal range of motion is, is also a moving target. So this is all kind of like, it could be either way. (laughs) And what's more important, honestly, and we'll get there as well, is what to do and the best ways to go about that. So commonly affected joints include your elbows, your wrists, your fingers, knees, also super common. And hypermobility is complex. It can involve multiple medical diagnoses or not. But here's a good synopsis from an article in Rheumatology International. So it goes, joint hypermobility is not a diagnosis, but a descriptor used to define a joint that exceeds its normal range of motion, taking into account age, sex, and race. This feature is predominantly determined by the tightness or laxity of ligaments, which in turn is influenced by genetics involving the connective tissue genes, collagen, elastin, and fibrillin. So for me personally, I haven't been formally diagnosed with hypermobility, but like I said, I've always been pretty bendy and gravitated towards yoga, quickly became, you know, very good at yoga, did a teacher training in yoga. But I remember so vividly that even at my most, most, most flexible I was also in the most amount of pain. And I remember doing a backbend in class one day and it felt totally fine in that moment, absolutely fine, only to be in bed for the rest of the day because my entire spine just like seized up in a spasm a couple hours later. And at that time too, more stretching wasn't the answer because I was stretching like pretty much every single day for like 90 minutes a day. And like I said, when I started doing mobility assessments, I would see person after person with some degree of joint hypermobility who was also struggling with pain. Now, again, this is not to say if you have hypermobility, then you also have pain. All I'm saying is I've seen a pattern that people who typically have pain also have usually some underlying hypermobility, or at least in my personal experience, the people who gravitate towards me, which I imagine is because I myself have hypermobility. And I get that. And I'll say it again, being hypermobile doesn't mean you are destined to a life of pain. Being hypermobile and not working on strength does mean that your body's going to be craving stability that it can't create for itself. So that's really the key is because your joints and your connective tissue will always be more lax. That's where building up the strength and really body awareness in the tissues that you can control, like your muscles can help to create that joint stability that inherently your joints won't have. And even if this like wasn't all confusing enough, there is no standardized language for discussing hypermobility. Some publications refer to hypermobility spectrum disorders, like the Journal of American Board of Family Medicine notes that, quote, accurate data on incidence and prevalence of hypermobility spectrum disorders is hampered by lack of awareness of these conditions, end quote. And hypermobility spectrum disorders are usually only diagnosed when individuals have symptomatic joint hypermobility, but don't meet the criteria for other connective tissue disorders such as Ehlers-Danlos. Now, Ehlers-Danlos or EDS is at one end of the spectrum, and typically this is a diagnosis that I know for many of you who have it, it has been a long time coming to get that final diagnosis. And this is a group of inherited disorders that affect mostly the skin, the joints, and blood vessels. Now, this is, like I said, at one end of the spectrum, probably one of the more extreme versions of hypermobility. 
Ehlers-Danlos syndrome affects connective tissue. Symptoms include overly flexible joints that can dislocate, skin that can be translucent, super elastic, bruises easily, um, and in some cases there may even be dilation or rupture of major blood vessels. Remember, hypermobility is a spectrum, so not all hypermobility is EDS, uh, but we can't talk about hypermobility and not talk about Ehlers-Danlos because I know that there are many of you who are struggling with that. So other common issues related to hypermobility, again, maybe you're like, wait a minute, this is also me. Autoimmune disorders, fatigue, depression, anxiety, even interestingly enough, neurodiversity, so autism spectrum, ADHD, et cetera. And like I said, when I was doing my research post on bunions, joint laxity is also a factor in the development of bunions. So hypermobility can show up in ways that research hasn't even thought about yet. I mean, honestly, let's talk about if there's not money behind answering a question that involves hypermobility, someone is probably not doing research on it. But here's where things get very interesting. And another reason to consider strength training. And I shared this because my experience has been when you build up strength, then you have the awareness, the body awareness and the muscular control to create that stability that your joints don't inherently have. That's not to say that people who don't have hypermobility don't also need to work on strength, but for those of us who are hypermobile, working on strength is going to be even more important. A study in the Journal of Musculoskeletal and Neuronal Interactions, <laughs> that's a super mouthful, was looking at women with hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos syndrome and on the hypermobility spectrum disorder. So this study came out in 2022, and they found that physical functioning, muscle strength, density, and mass didn't significantly differ between individuals with EDS or HSD, the hypermobility spectrum disorder. So there's not very much difference, you know, structurally between people, but compared to controls, physical functioning and muscle strength were significantly lower. And consequently, functional strength training in individuals with EDS or HSD is necessary. So research is also finding that strength training is super, super necessary and important. And a study published in the Public Library of Science in 2020 was looking at the differences between young adults with and without hypermobility, and they actually didn't find a ton of differences. So it's not that a body with hypermobility is less capable of building strength, even when you're starting off at a place where you have this inherent joint laxity. And I found this to be true for me too. Strength training didn't get rid of my hypermobility. I will always have the ability to hyperextend my knees and elbows and other parts of my body. But like I said, it's built the strength of the soft tissues to better support my joints. And the end result is that I feel better overall. And so what this looks like for me is, yes, my hands can still touch the ground even the minute out of bed. And I don't think that will ever change. But I can also lift heavier weights and I don't have that same back pain. I don't have that lingering neck and shoulder pain that I had before. Today's episode is brought to you by AE Wellness Mobility Assessments. Not sure what you should be doing for mobility? Well, instead of trying a bazillion things and spending hours a day, get strategic coaching with a mobility assessment with me. You'll get your personalized mobility workout plan with the best mobilizations and activations just for you. Plus, all of your videos will be organized in custom playlists to keep things simple. So here's how it works. You send me a video doing four specific moves. I'll tell you ahead of time what they are, and I'll use that to create your mobility workout plan. 
We'll meet together for two video calls. The first one to set up the plan, make sure I'm covering everything you need. And the second will be a few weeks later for any questions or issues that come up. Now here's the best part. You can save $50 off your mobility assessment when you use the code BODYNERD at checkout. So learn more and get started with a mobility assessment by heading on over to aewellness.com mobility. And don't forget, use the code BODYNERD at checkout. All right, let's get back to the episode. Now, hypermobile folks often struggle also with impaired proprioception. And proprioception is your body's sense of itself. It's where you are in space at any given time. It's how your brain knows where your right toe is and what your left finger is doing and where your shoulder is. And this makes sense when you think about it because proprioception is ruled by special nerve endings within your joints. So if the joints are lacking the robustness that they need, the integrity even, it wouldn't be a huge jump to make that connection that awareness and how those joints and how those nerve endings are functioning is also affected. And a study back in 2004 in the Journal of Arthritis and Rheumatism looked at implementing a strength training program for folks with hypermobility and found that following an exercise program, that proprioceptive acuity increased in 16 of the 18 subjects and was very significantly improved overall. And not only that, but symptomatic improvement also occurred in terms of both pain and quality of life functioning as far as mental health scores. So if you are a person who like runs into stuff all the time and you aren't very coordinated, it could be because hypermobility, you fall somewhere on the hypermobility spectrum. But what I want you to take away from this is that strengthening helps, okay? That is the message I'm trying to send home today is that building strength, whether you are super bendy or whether you're not bendy, can help to improve your, just how your body feels and how you feel overall. Now, if you're wondering how to know if you're hypermobile, if you're listening to this, you're like, oh my God, am I hypermobile? First of all, again, it's a spectrum. It's no big deal. There's a lot of us. But there is something called the Baton score. It only looks at a few joints like the thumb and the elbow. So it might not be all that helpful if your joint laxity is elsewhere. But all of that is to say, if stretching isn't really helping, right, you have some sort of discomfort, you have pain, and you've been stretching and stretching, stretching, and it's not helping, and you're ready to try something new, strength training is a great place to start. And I will like scream this from the rooftops, like everybody should be strength training because it really can improve your quality of life and how your body feels. And just you can move better and feel better when you have better joint health and strength and just overall body strength because gravity's not going anywhere. I guess maybe if you move to space, I guess, you know, then joint flexibility wouldn't be as big of a deal. But here on Earth, we will always have to contend with gravity. You will always have to pick up your groceries. You will always have to use your body in certain ways. So improving your ability to move through the world in better postures, in better alignment, in better form is helpful. So to get started, right, episode 27 so way back, right? We're on episode 170. So if you're like just joining me today, first of all, welcome. And you have a lot, a lot of episodes to binge right now. But episode 27, I did with an Olympic weightlifter and my friend Elizabeth Whipf. And she talks about strength training. And she also, I mean, her handle on Instagram is strong and bendy. She is like the queen too of hypermobility. Highly recommend checking out that episode or episode 154. I did with kettlebell expert Damali Frazier. Both of those episodes will help you to 
get started, help you have some more confidence about how to move your body when it comes to strength training. And strength training doesn't have to mean heavy, heavy weight. So if you're immediately like, oh my gosh, she said Olympic weightlifting and kettlebells and like, I don't even know how to lift a like 50 pound weight. Like that's not what I'm talking about. I don't even have a 50 pound weight. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Body weight training also is fantastic. Body weight training, again, we're working against gravity. So body weight can be and should be the best place that you start. And I'll link to my functional crawling patterns video from YouTube in the show notes for you. So you can go check out that video. You can play with that and start to build up your strength. And if you're still like, oh, Alex, I don't know about this. I know that worrying about getting hurt is a totally valid and very, very, very real concern. And this is why learning the fundamentals of good movement, which what we call the big three inside movement mavens, things like how to keep your spine in neutral, right? Your good posture while you bend or how to squat in good form are so, so, so important. And again, inside Movement Mavens, everything we do is based upon the big three. It's the through line for everything because it is so important because when you understand how to move well, you can step into any movement class. You can step into or turn on any YouTube video, whatever, and know that you're moving well for your body. And these are also things I cover inside the Mobility Mastery Toolkit. So if you're like, wait a minute, I'm curious, where do I start? Check out the Mobility Mastery Toolkit. It has the fundamentals of good movement and all of the things we've talked about today too. And then you're working on your strength in good positions. It's a win-win. So I hope that today's episode helped you better understand what hypermobility is and how to get started on the path to pain-free. And as always, if you want some support and guidance from your friendly hypermobile mobility coach, uh, that is exactly what I'm here for. So let me know if you have any questions or your biggest takeaways from today's episode. If you just had like a major like, oh my gosh, it all makes sense. I want to hear about it. So you can take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram. I'm at Hala Formala. Uh, you can find the show at Body Nerd Show. Uh, you can also find me on TikTok. I'm at AE Wellness. If you have a question that you want to ask, it's a little bit longer. Feel free to call the Body Nerd Hotline at 818-396-6501. Leave me a quick little voicey. A voicey. Let's say voicemail. I've literally never said that word voicey, but I guess today's the day. <laughs> Or you can drop me an email at hello at aewellness.com. And don't forget that show notes. So everything I mentioned today, including some videos to help better support you, fun links, free downloads, all things podcast related, live over at aewellness.com slash podcast. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, share, you know the drill. And I appreciate you for taking the time to do that. So here's asking better questions, moving more mindfully and with strength (laughs) and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. 
head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.